Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told in the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories, and I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is from Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. Um, today, we are continuing our focus on the upcoming National Audio Theater Festivals, uh, coming up around the June 22nd, running that week. Um, we've got work today by an excellent artist who will be there. It's not uh, his work, per se, but it is. Uh, he was the producing director. That guy is Lance Roger Axt. Um, you've no doubt encountered him if you've uh, stumbled across Nadif on Facebook or LinkedIn. He's a great audio drama talent and producer. The piece is called The Field. It was written by Elizabeth Benjamin and directed by Lizzie Gottlieb and Nathan Dean. Um, A couple are trying to make sense of bizarre events at their new farmhouse out in the Wild West while uh, outside American Indians unearth a sordid history. Uh, Here is a beautifully crafted ghost story. Very unconventional, really well-crafted story here. Uh, Fresh audio drama at its best. I think you will enjoy The Field. They say all the world is stage. Here's one you can listen to. Welcome to the theater of the mind. This is Play It By Ear. The Field by Elizabeth Benjamin. Yeah, but see, that's the thing about Simpson. He seems like he's this nice guy. But the more I get to know him, I really get the feeling he'd stab you in the back the first chance he'd get. So are we still playing here or what? It's Scrabble, honey. Give me a minute. I'll get it. I mean, it's so obvious he's bent on running the lab. <laughs> I thought that you wanted to run the lab. Well, I do, but at least I'm not so blatant about it. I mean, it's gross. The way he constantly feels he has to pump himself up to everybody. I swear, if I have to hear any more about his Fulbright this, and when he was at Oxford that, the turkey and chutney cheddar sandwiches, the rowing parties on the Thames, you know, I think he's screwing one of the freshmen now. I'm serious. I think he's sleeping with Tara Fleming. I mean, I really hate to say this, but I think the guy is spinning out of control. I made peppermint. Great. Any luck? I'm thinking. Come on, just put something down. Anything. Stop talking. I'm getting the egg timer. I don't have any letters to work with here. Well, let me see. Maybe I can help you. No. Just let me see. Forget it. Get out of here. Okay, but you have one minute. 59, 58, 57. Beth. All right, just hurry up. God, you've been sitting there for 20 minutes. God, how much longer do we have to listen to that crap? I don't know. I kind of like it. I think it's neat. Neat? I think it's late. (laughs) Well, so go tell them to stop. Right. I'll just walk out in the middle of that big ceremony out there and say, Excuse me, but would you all mind keeping it down, please? Uh, Oh, screw it. Here, I got a word. Gary? What? Engine? What? It's not a word? Um, I don't think so. Try again. Okay, well, how about this then? The letter T and the letter P. Yeah, TP. Get it? T, P. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, well, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's hysterical. Honey, come on, I was joking. Hey, they stopped. So what do you think they're doing out there now, huh? I wouldn't know. I'm not an engine. 
Those were their ancestors, Gary. And now they're digging them up and sticking them in coffee cans and plastic bags. Look, I'm going to go to bed. Now? I'm tired, and I don't feel well. But, honey, I haven't seen you all day. You said you'd be home at 6. Oh, I'm sorry. You said that your last class ended at 4.30 and that we were going to have an evening. I know, I know, but I I told you I ran into... Forget it. It doesn't matter. No, I told you. I ran into Betsy Hayden. She wanted to go over the preliminary plan for Science Expo. Oh, crap. What? I forgot. She wanted me to call her. It's too late now. Look, she said she wants to have us over for dinner next week. I said I had to check with you first, of course, but I really, really think that we should. I mean, she's pretty tight with Dickerson. Can we please not talk about school right now? Please. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was boring you. Forgive me. No, you're not boring me. It's just, I'm sorry. I'm sick, and I'm tired, and I need to go to bed. Do you need me to come up there with you? And what does that mean? No, I just thought... After what happened yesterday... Please don't humor me. I'm not humoring I mean, I know that you find this all very amusing. I never said it was amusing. Oh, Gary, come on. It's so obvious you don't believe me. When did I say I don't believe you? I told you, that's the house settling. No. Old houses make noises, Beth. They creak. That was not a creak. Then it was probably just the wind. It wasn't the wind. Beth, just stop, okay? Why? Because. You don't want to talk about it? Yes, I've had a long day. Ah, screw it. You know, I wasn't going to say anything to you about this, but I'm sorry, I have to tell somebody. Here. What is this? I don't know. Well, where did it come from? I wrote it. You wrote it? Uh-huh. Well, what does it say? I have no idea. I was in the middle of reworking Chapter 7, and all of a sudden I was writing this. Ikaboo... Huh. You know, it, it looks like it's... Gibberish? Well, like it's another language, yeah. I don't even remember writing it, Gary. I just looked down, and it was there. Okay. Well, huh. You know, I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you, honey. I'm sorry, but I want to talk to them. Beth, no. Come on now. We said we weren't going to do that. No, no, you said. You're the one who doesn't want to talk to them, not me. Yeah, because it's not a good idea. Why not? Because. Because you don't believe me? Honey, you don't just go around telling people things like this. I am not crazy. No one said you were crazy. Then why are you looking at me like that? I'm not, sweetie. Come on, you're just a little... Unglued? Well, mildly. Screw you. You know, you're not the one that's here all day. You're not the one that has all this stuff happening to you. What stuff? What stuff, honey? A bag of potatoes disappearing? Oh, that is so unfair. Dishes flying off the shelves? It was one dish, and it did. And now you're writing in tongues? I mean, come on, honey. Get a hold of yourself. You know, I knew that you didn't believe me. I do believe you, honey, but I also know how you can get. What do you mean, how I can get? You're impressionable. You're a writer. You have a vivid imagination. There was a complete indentation in the bed yesterday, like someone had just been lying there. Why? Why would I make something like that up? I didn't say you made it up. Now, j- take it easy. No! Why did this house stand empty all these years, huh? A perfectly good house on a beautiful piece of land. You heard Patterson. The market went soft. Nobody wanted Bull. it. And, and, and what about the well? Just one day out of nowhere. No water anywhere. And then, then when we were digging up the new one, they found all those bones. Hey, you know, you're the one who said you wanted this. You said you wanted to raise our children in the country untethered by suburbanization. Look! I know it's difficult for you to talk about things like this because I know that you don't believe in these kinds of things, but I'm sorry. I just... I cannot believe that that all this stuff is purely coincidental, okay? 
I mean, I don't know why, but I feel like whatever's happening out there and all the stuff that's going on in here is somehow, I don't know, I feel like it's connected or something. Beth, please, would you stop it, please? Now it's late. Look at this. You're getting your all, you're all worked up over nothing. Nothing? This writing isn't nothing. God, why can't you just at least open your mind up to the possibility why are you so afraid to even ask them if maybe there could be some kind of connection? Because there isn't. How do you know? Because I know. Oh, 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 that's right. I forgot. You have all the answers, don't you? You you have everything all neatly tucked away inside little cubby holes in your brain. This happens and it means this. That happens and it means that. You're losing me. Am I, Mr. Practicality? Mr. Science and Math? Mr. The world is round because Magellan says it is? The world is round. It's a proven fact. Yeah, well... Where are your slippers, then, huh? Oh, come on. No, where are they? I don't know. They're around someplace. Where? I've turned this whole place upside down, and they're nowhere, Gary. And that's the second pair since last week. Gone. Vanished into thin air. Look, that's my land they're tearing up out there, Beth, okay? That's my land, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let them come in here and take it. Take it? Oh, come on. Don't kid yourself, Beth. These people are a lot smarter than they seem. These people? I mean, look at them. They're practically moving in out there. So... That's why you don't want me to talk to them, because you think that they're trying to rip us off? Look, they can claim they have rights. Considering what happened out there, they could get the courts involved and have it declared some sort of ancient, sacred burial ground. And you watch. If that were to happen, there wouldn't be a damn thing we could do about it. You're not really serious about this, are you? Uh, You bet I am. Ben Middlesworth told me about a friend of his whose uncle is a developer down in South Carolina. Ben says the guy was building a new golf course down there when they found out the land was on an ancient Indian burial ground. Guy lost his whole investment. Entire thing went down the drain. <laughs> Gary, that is so paranoid. Oh, you don't think it could happen to us? I checked with Lou Gordon over in the law school. Who is Lou Gordon? He's a friend of Ben's. Gordon says there's some kind of, uh, uh, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it, it's some kind of a Native American Graves Protection Act or something. Anyway, his advice to me was to get these people in, let them do their thing, and get them out as quickly as possible. He said, have limited contact with them, and that's exactly what we've done. And now that they're almost finished, I say, bye-bye, folks. Get the hell off my property. Gary, why didn't you tell me this before? Because I didn't want to worry you. You didn't want to worry me, but you'd leave me here alone All day, by myself, with these people outside you don't trust? All right, fine. I didn't want you to freak out, okay? Freak out? Honey, come on. You know you have a tendency to overreact. Oh, really? Well, I... I think that there's a little problem with your supposition, Professor Lawrence. Yeah, what's that? It fails to address all of our strange occurrences. What is your theory on them, oh learned one? My theory? Yeah. All right, okay. Okay, now look, you said that the... The back door in the kitchen was locked the day the potatoes allegedly disappeared. No, no, no. They didn't allegedly, Gary. Fine, fine. The day the potatoes disappeared. Well, what if it wasn't? What if they somehow got inside here? They? And why would they want to do that? Why would they want to do that? Hmm, Let's see. Well, if they could scare us into leaving, wouldn't that make it a whole lot easier for them to get the place? (laughs) Oh, my God. I married an idiot. You are insane. You're insane that you can even think something like that, let alone say it out loud. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Go ahead and laugh at me, Beth. Ha ha. Laugh away. See, 
This, this is exactly why I didn't tell you before. I knew you'd be like this. Yeah, and and you know what? I bet they're out there right now roasting our potatoes over their big open campfire. In fact, I'm gonna go check. Who knows? Maybe they'll even offer me some. No, no. Now listen to me, Beth. This isn't funny. Oh, come on, Gary. It's crazy, and you know it. You're acting completely crazy. You always think that everyone's out to get you. You think that what's his name wants to knock you out of the running for chair of the lab? Samson. He does want the lab. You think Indians are trying to run us off our land? You ever hear a little word called repatriation? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I mean, my God, those are decent people out there, mm. Gary. Yeah, you don't know them. How do you know they're decent? Because I can tell. Oh, you can tell, huh? You can tell, huh? Well, you know what, Beth? You're too trusting. That's your problem. You think everyone's good and always has the best intentions. Well, I hate to break it to you, baby, but there are a lot of screwed-up people in this world. Beth, there's a lot of vindictive, resentful, angry people who would no sooner. Okay, you know what? I can't have this conversation anymore. I can't even talk to you right now. You're just being so irrational. Irrational? Me? I'm being irrational? Yes, yes, you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I am going to bed. We can finish this discussion in the morning. Fine. Because I just I can I just can't talk to you anymore. I thought you said you're going to bed. I am. Well, then why are you still standing here? You know, I don't care what you say, Gary. But something is here, inside this house, and it's not a figment of my vivid imagination or the result of some pranks of a band of wayward Indians. Something is trying to reach me. I feel it. I don't know what it is or what it wants, but it's here. I know it's here. Good night. And no, I don't need you to come upstairs with me. <gasps> Aren't you going to answer it, Gary? I don't feel like talking to anybody right now. This is so dumb. The lights are on. They know we're up. I don't want to talk to them. Okay, fine. Then I will. Good evening. Hi. Um, I hope it's not too late. Uh, we were just heading out, and we had some leftover bread. We thought you all might like to try some. Oh. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Sure. Um, you know you can heat it up or eat it cold. It doesn't really matter. Whichever you prefer. I like mine with sugar on it. What's going on, Beth? Oh, hey there, Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Wolf. You can call me David. Okay. What do you got there? Oh, it's bread. He brought it for us to try. Bread? Great. We can always use bread. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, it's Indian fry bread. Indian fry bread. What is that like? Some kind of special ceremonial bread or something? No, not really. It's just you know. Fried bread. Wow, it smells so good. Yeah, this is Mary Hightower's. Hers is the best. Is that right? Well, you tell Mary. Thank you from yes. both of us. Yes, please tell her thank you. Sure, great. Well, have a good night, David. Um, well, actually, I was hoping that maybe I could talk to you folks for a minute. Oh well, you know, it's getting kind of late. Is everything okay? Um, well. Here, why don't you come inside? Are you sure? I mean. I don't want to keep you up or anything. You're not. No, we were just finishing up a game of Scrabble, right, honey?、Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Well, 
as long as it's okay. Wow, I really like your house. You do? Yeah, it's nice. It's really cozy. I like your taste. Thank you. We still have a lot of things that we want to do, but, you know, it's getting there. So it looks like you almost got it all cleared out back there. What do you think? Another day or two? Um, actually, that's what I wanted to talk to you folks about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. W- would you like to sit down? Let me get rid of some of these papers. Actually, it's okay. I think I'd better stand. I'm pretty dirty. Been out there digging all day. So, you wanted to talk? Yeah. Um, well, you know how we've been saying that we thought everything was pretty contained over in that one area we've been working in, back behind the barn? Yeah. Well, we're not sure that's the case now. Oh, you're not? No. We have strong reason to believe that now there are more people out there, that this massacre was much bigger than we originally thought. That's why we'd like to get your permission to start opening up the field. The field? You people want to dig up my field now? Look, I'm sorry. I I know this has been a big inconvenience for you and your wife, Mr. Lawrence. Inconvenience? But we'll put everything back just the way it is, just like we've been doing all along. No, no. Now, wait a minute. Now, just hold on. Now, the guys from Internal Affairs and that Mr. Reed, the state archaeologist, they all said everything was back by the barn because that's where the creek used to be. They said that all the evidence pointed to a small band of Indians that set up camp there near the water. Nobody said anything about the field. That's because we didn't know. And now you do? Yes. How? Gary, stop it. No. Something happened in the ceremony tonight. It said to look in the field. It said? My brother had a vision. A vision? And this vision said to open up my field? Yes. Well, so what kind of vision was it? Pretty intense, I guess. Well, do you think you could be a, maybe a tad more specific? He said he was sitting in the middle of a big field. The world seemed the same, but he knew it was different. He felt someone watching him. He turned and saw an owl up in the tree. An old man rode by on a horse. His hair was white, and he wore an eagle feather. Without words, the man told him to follow. The sky turned black, wind ripped at his skin, rain fell like arrows around him. Darkness covered everything, even though the sun was shining overhead. The old man reached out to touch him. His hand turned to dust and blew away. That's it? Huh? The elders interpreted the vision, Mr. Lawrence. They said it was the spirit of our ancestors telling him that they're still here. Oh, my God. Really? They were able to deduce that from all that? A vision is a very powerful thing. Yeah? Well, so how come these spirits didn't come to him sooner? I mean, I'm just curious... Why would they wait until now? Spirits are unpredictable. They do unpredictable things. Yeah. Is that right? Like what? What, what do they do? Well, l- let me ask you. Have, you. have you noticed anything different around here lately? A sense of something? Unrest? What, what kind of no, unrest? No, we have not noticed anything. Why? Well, until all the remains of my relatives are removed and given proper burial, their spirits can't be fully released. That's why it's important we don't leave anything behind. I see. If we're not able to get everything out of here, I'm telling you, chances are you're not going to want to deal with the circumstances. What did I say? Did I not tell you this BS was going to happen? I'm sorry, but when you say circumstances, what exactly do you mean? Beth. I want to know. 
This land is full of spirits. They could be wandering around aimlessly, confused. They might start doing things. I knew it. Oh, come on. Do you really expect me to believe this nonsense? Believe what you will. The site of a massacre is always filled with confusion and unrest. You never know. Things could start getting a little funky around here, and I really don't think you want to be around for that. Funky? Did you you just say funky as in funkadelic, man? Uh, I'm sorry. You'll have to excuse my husband. He can be a real jerk sometimes. No, this is crazy. I'm already letting you people dig up half my land. Now you want the whole friggin' field? I wanted to tear the house down, too, while you're at it. Pull up the driveway. What the hell? Gary, stop it, please. No, stay out of this, Beth. I'm so tired. I mean, I gotta listen to your crap all night. Now I gotta listen to this crap, too? My crap? My crap? Beth, I am busting my ass working 60 hours a week just to pay off the mortgage on this place because you decide you want to take a sabbatical. I am writing a book. You encouraged me. David, I know what you people are up to here, okay? And I'm telling you, it isn't gonna work. Up to? You know what I'm talking about. Gary, what are you doing? Shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. You know, maybe I should go. No, no, no. You and I need to have a little talk, David. Now... Why don't you tell me what this little trip up to the house tonight is really about, David? I'm sorry, I I don't follow. He thinks that you're trying to run us off our land, Mr. Wolf. What? Oh, come on, David. Don't tell me you people wouldn't love to get your hands on this place. Is that what you really think, Mr. Lawrence, that we want your land? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I've spoken to some people, people who know a lot about this kind of thing, and from what I understand... Oh, okay, you spoke to some people, huh? People from the university, I imagine? That's right. Right. A bunch of pasty-faced blowhards who think they know everything about Native American culture, I bet, eh? No. Actually, they're highly respected professionals in their field. I don't appreciate false accusations being leveled at me, Mr. Lawrence. (laughs) I don't know if they're so false, David. I mean, here you are. You're coming up here. You're feeding us a bunch of garbage, getting my wife all freaked out. And for what purpose, huh? Look, we don't want your land, Mr. Lawrence. We want what's in it. Did it ever occur to you that our relatives are not collectibles? That they were real people? Where are your ancestors buried? What if my house was built on your grandparents' graveyard? Do you honestly think any of us wants to be here doing what we're doing? Do you have any idea of the kinds of things that we're finding out there? I mean, I can't even begin to... It's just... It's teeth. We're we're finding teeth and bones from fingers. Pieces from someone's wife, someone's mother, a baby. You know, there was a time when I turned my back on my people because I thought I wanted something different. But I don't want anything different now. I want this. I want the hacked pieces of my broken heritage. But, you know, I'm not going to beg for it from you. I mean, (laughs) I came here because I thought that you would be reasonable, that I could get an answer from you tonight so that we could start in on the field tomorrow morning because, you know, most of us have jobs, Mr. Lawrence. We have lives that we've put on hold so we could do this. But, you know, I can't make you do anything that you don't want to do, so maybe you'll think about what I said and give me an answer in the morning. I thought you wanted one tonight. What we'd like and what we can get are sometimes two different things. Wait. Beth, don't. I'm sorry. I'm showing him. I don't know why, but I feel like you need to see this. Where did you get this? I wrote it. You wrote this? Really? Yeah. Why? Well, well, no, it's just... This looks like Lakota. 
Lakota? Lakota? As in the language Lakota? Yeah. It's Lakota? Yeah, yeah, this is definitely Lakota. How do you know? Because I'm Sue. Are you sure? Yes, I mean, generally you don't find it written like this, but... Wait, I, I thought you said you wrote it. I did. Well, I mean, I didn't. I, I mean, I was in the middle of working it, and then I guess I wrote it, but I don't remember writing it at all. Has this sort of thing ever happened to you before? No. And you're positive this is really Lakota? Gary, he just said it like five times. Do you think that you could read it for us, Mr. Wolf? I mean, you could you tell us what it says? I can try. <laughs> I don't know, though. I was kind of a flunker on the res. Okay, well, um, it looks like she says that she and some of the other kids were swimming at the creek. She? Kuya. It means bird. She's the girl in the story. It's a story? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I think so. Oh, my God, Gary. It's a story. Okay, um, she says that Little Horse came running, saying that the soldiers were coming and to hurry. Everyone laughed because Little Horse was always uh, Kokupe, uh, afraid of the Wasichus, the, the white men. But that then uh, we heard a sound like thunder and shouts coming from the camp. When we got there, we could see a big dust cloud rising in the distance. Then out of the whirling dust came the blue soldiers on big horses, yelling and shooting and riding very fast. I tried to find my mother and father, but everything was confusion and noise, women and children screaming at the sight of the soldiers, running and scattering in all directions. Warriors running, getting on their ponies, yelling, Okay, hey, it's a good day to die. I saw Sitting Eagle in the middle of the camp with the flag he had gotten from a white man who had said to him that as long as it was shown, no soldier would fire upon him. He was shouting, Stop the fighting! Do not make war! When a soldier rode up and shot him in the face. The sky grew darker with dust and smoke. Soldiers and horses were flying all around me like shadows. I ran back to the creek where I'd seen other women and children running, but when I got there, they were all dead. I heard hooves come up behind me. Suddenly, I felt very brave. I turned around and stared at the soldier right in his eyes. We looked at each other like that for a long time, and I could tell he didn't want to kill me. He reached out to touch me. His hand was trembling. I thought he was going to do something else, but he just touched me all over with his shaking hands. Finally, he raised his gun and shot me. Then he ran off. I lay on the ground for a long time. I was bleeding and dizzy and... Every time I tried to stand, I fell back down. I decided to try and sing a death song. Nothing lives long, only the earth and the mountains. But I got tired, and so I stopped. I felt the blood running out of me, and I knew when it was gone, I would be dead. I thought of my mother and my father, and Crow Dog and Black Hawk, and all of our other brave warriors and relatives who could not understand the hatred. Then I remembered what the old people said. That when people are full of fear, that is when they hate the most. Oh, I, I gotta go. That's my ride. You're leaving? Well, Petey's gotta get the truck back. His wife's gotta go to work. But but wait, you can't you can't just leave now. I'll be back tomorrow. But what about this? What about it? Well. What do you think he means? I don't know. You know, 
Everybody has a story. Look, I, I, I gotta go. I, I'm sorry. He was late last night, and Margie was real pissed. She's a supervising nurse over at the hospital. She works the graveyard. They can't do the shift change without her. I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Don't say anything, please. No. Just listen. You know, when I was ten, I woke up in the middle of the night. Well, I think I was awake. Anyway, there was someone standing at the foot of my bed. At first I couldn't make out who it was, but after my eyes adjusted to the dark, I could see. It was my grandmother, my father's mother. She died when I was only a year old, but... I knew what she looked like from pictures. This was, this was right around the time that my parents were getting their divorce. They were fighting a lot, and I was, I was really having a hard time with everything. And I was always sick and crying all the time. I hated school. I didn't, I didn't really have any friends because we had just moved to the new house that summer. My grandmother didn't really speak to me, well, not with words anyway, but I, f I felt something from her, and I knew it was real. And I remember in that moment, I felt like I understood everything. Like, I knew the truth, and everything made sense. It's okay, Gary. Everything will be okay. Field by Elizabeth Benjamin, featured Glenn Kessler as Gary, Kira Naughton as Beth, and James Fall as David, and was directed by Lizzie Gottlieb and Nathan Dean. The sound engineer was David Shin, with live sound effects performed by Sue Zizza. Traditional Paolo song by the Black Lodge Singers, courtesy of Canyon Records, Phoenix, Arizona. For more information on Canyon Records recordings, log on to their website at canyonrecords.com. Play It By Years producing director is Lance Roger Axt. Special thanks to New York's Naked Angels Theatre Company and the Tuesdays at 9 reading series. For Play It By Year, I'm Rebecca Poole. This has been a presentation of Play It By Year Productions. 
And that was The Field, produced by Play It By Ear Productions and featured here on the show because I think Lance Axt is uh, one hell of a dude, actually, and you can meet him yourself if you head out to the National Audio Theater Festival's head in West Plains, Missouri. That's coming up towards the end of June. Head to www.natf.org to register or follow the link you'll find on radiodramarevival.com. Between now and the actual festival, we will be continuing to feature artists who will be at, have been at, and will be attending that workshop. That makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can check out more by finding the blog, radiodramarevival.com. In addition to a handy link to subscribe to the podcast, you will find previous episodes, scattered bits of audio drama news, articles, reviews, the Malleus series by Chris Duker. While you're there, why not join the conversation? Leave a comment or two. You can also join audible.com if you want to uh, put some money in uh, Radio Drama Revival's coffer and subscribe to some good audio books. Uh, maybe if you like radio drama, you like audio books too. I certainly do. Uh, you can also find the show on iTunes. Search for Radio drama revival that wraps it up for this week till next time keep your mind and your ears open thanks for tuning in and have a great week